Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us here at We Watched a Thing. As always, I'm Topher and as always, he's Billy. How you doing, Tove? Yeah, good, mate. You still been, like, living at the hardware store? Yeah, we were back there this weekend. Me too. My wife is out of town for a couple of days, so I'm bachelor dadding it, just me and me and the youngest one. Uh, but the great thing about babies is that you can just you can just leave them sitting there and you can just do what you need to do. <laughs> but no, so I actually did a, a heap of stuff around the house today. I did some painting, did some woodworking. So it's been good fun. Uh, but we're not here to talk about woodworking this week, maybe another week. What are we talking about? We are talking about follow-up to 2009's Zombieland, 2019's Zombieland Double Tap. That's right. Long awaited. You were a fan of the first one? Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. Yep. Have you watched it since? I So, I think I've seen Zombieland twice, both in a pretty short amount of time. Um, you can tell me what year it was because I'm fairly certain that I was house-sitting for you when you were on your honeymoon. So, whatever year that was. Ah, 2013. That's when I saw it. I saw it in 2009. Have not seen it since. Remember really, really enjoying it? Haven't revisited it. So, I can't say how much that holds up. Uh, Zombieland Double Tap, however, is a 2019 American zombie comedy film directed by Ruben Fleischer and written by Rhett Rees, Paul Wernick and David Callaham. It's a sequel, as we said, to Zombieland and it stars Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Abigail Breslin and Emma Stone reprising their roles alongside new cast members Rosario Dawson, Zoe Dutch and Luke Wilson. Good job. Thanks, buddy. Wikipedia does do a good job. (laughs) (laughs) So... Sequels, eh? Sequels. Can I ask, would you have seen this if we weren't doing it for the show? I'm I'm not convinced I would have seen it in theatres. Right. You would have waited. You would have waited for four years like you did with the first one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like, I thought the trailer for this was pretty promising. Yep. So, I went in expecting a good time, but I wasn't like, oh, like, I wasn't, thank God Zombieland 2 is finally here. Do you think there are people who were like that, who were like really waiting for this sequel? I think there's a lot of, well, I think there's a lot of love for the first one, but I don't know in what way that translated to really hanging out for this one. Yeah, right. Probably probably the thing that I was most excited about was just going on a little mandate to the movies last week. Oh, who did you go on a mandate with? Uh, one of my former housemates. Nice. That was probably, spoiler alert for my feelings on the movie, the activity of going to the movies with my friend was the highlight of the night. (laughs) I mean, the activity of going to the movies is always the highlight for me, no matter how good the movie is. I just, I love the cinemas. They're just just great. I'm just going to get straight into it. For me, the strongest part of the film, as with the first one, is the cast. I completely agree with that. There's a lot of talent on screen. Yes, I think the four main leads are all extremely talented. And that's what I was most looking forward to, to be honest, in this film, was uh, seeing those four together again. It's been a long time since I've seen Abigail Breslin on screen, who did a lot of really good stuff as a child actress. Little Miss Sunshine is one of my favourite films. So it was interesting seeing her as an adult, having not really seen her in anything in about 10 years. Um, but I think that all four of these cast do have really good chemistry together. 
They do. They bounce off each other pretty well, and I think it's reasonable to say that they mine the script for absolutely everything that's there. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, do I think that there's all that much there? No. One thing I do really like about the script for this being a sequel is that it wastes absolutely no time and is completely unapologetic for the fact that it's a sequel to a film that's now 10 years old. It does absolutely zero trying to catch you up on the first film. There's no kind of previously in Zombieland um, to the extent where you know, it's, it's interesting for a film that does have so much voiceover, there's actually very little exposition through voiceover, which is really nice. Um, like, I don't even think that you you get character introductions or anything really in this film. You're just, they are completely unapologetic that if you don't remember the first film, that's on you. And I actually really appreciate that. Because we really do start with that action sequence, don't we, on the lawns of the White House? We do, yeah. We start with them taking over the White House, which is interesting to, I mean, of course, the the actors have aged so much that you really can't follow straight on from where the last story ended. So, it is interesting that, yeah, they just pick it up in the middle of an action scene 10 years later. With the script for this one, what it rem- odd- oddly, well, kind, kind of oddly, kind of not, it reminded me of something that, you, going back a couple of years, you remember when David Fincher was for a time attached to the World War Z sequel? Yes. And when he was asked about, you know, where are you up to? Are you going into production soon? He said that the script isn't there yet. And we're waiting until we have a script that's a reason to make a movie, not an excuse to make a movie. Yeah. Which I thought was a great line. And watching this zombie film, I couldn't help but feel like this was an excuse to make a movie. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with you there. To be honest, I, as I said, I barely remember the first film at all. I just remember really enjoying it. Um, But I don't feel like this- warranted a sequel and i don't feel like the sequel really changes that at all like having seen the sequel it doesn't make you go yeah i'm glad they made that it's a it's a bit of fun to be back yeah, in this universe look, for sure look it it was fine if you're after if you want to put your feet up for a couple of hours and just enjoy a movie that you're probably not going to think about much again ever like it's fine that's exactly how I felt about it. People are still talking about Zombieland 10 years later. I I don't think people will still be talking about this 10 weeks later. <laughs> That's the thing, is that after a 10-year wait, does a movie that you're like, yeah, that was fine. And especially, like, this movie references, and in fact, like, it brings up Terminator 2 so many times. Yeah. Like, one of the, you know, the it's like the holy trinity of, the, the sequels that get referenced as being better than the original with Godfather Part 2, Empire Strikes Back and Terminator 2. It's like, are you are you really feeling secure about constantly <laughs> referencing one of the great sequels, Zombieland Double Tap? Because I don't know. <laughs> You're not Judgment Day, just saying. How do you feel about the additions to the cast? Okay, so this is one of my notes, actually. Dumb blondes. Really? I think she does, like, in fact, like most of the cast, I think she does, like, everything she can do yeah. with her role. I actually think she's really quite good in the role. But I'm a huge Zoe Dutch fan. I love her a lot. And I think she's great in this, too. 
having a dumb blonde in a film and not doing like, you know, you could kind of flip people's expectations on the character or anything, but no, she's just a dumb blonde. And it's like a comedian getting up on stage and doing a bit about food on an airplane. Yeah. It's yeah. like, there's, there's nothing here we haven't heard before. Like nothing. I do feel, to the script's merit, I do feel like what they did with her, I agree, character-wise, it's completely uninteresting. The one thing it did do is that it did keep me on my toes a little bit in subverting those tropes. I was actually not expecting her to die. And then midway through when you think she has, that took me by surprise. Did you think she was dead? I did. And then again, okay. I was taken by surprise when she came back later in the film. Did you not have the same experience? You, you, you thought she was still alive? I very much thought she was still alive. Really? Right. Like, it, it, happened, it happened off camera. I was like, she, she's not. It was off camera. She's not dead. Yeah, okay. And in fact, even, even when, like, she's there with a bowl of nuts in front of her. I was like, okay, yep. You're going to do a little allergies gag. And then I was like, oh, okay, but we're going to wait half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that both of those uh, moments surprised me, um, which I was happily surprised by. But obviously, you didn't have that same experience, so that's a bit of a shame. <laughs> and, and, and ditto the hippie kid. I'm just like, oh, yeah, hippie kid. Great. Yeah. Carbon copy of every hippie kid. He's got a guitar. He's got weed. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He just gave me the irrits. Well, yeah, because th those people are irritating. <laughs> <laughs> my next door neighbours have prayer flags, so don't say that too loudly. <laughs> so does my mum. <laughs> Look, always good to see Rosaria Dawson, though. Yeah, I actually was trying to think of the last time I saw her, and for me, I'm sure that it's not, but what comes strongly to my mind is Clerks 2. That can't be right, can it? Well, it may well be the last time you saw her. Wow. But yeah, that's not that's not recent. No, that was thirteen years ago. Wow, was it? Yeah, really. I remember because I was working in a video shop at the time that it came out. Wow, I'm stunned by that. Yeah, yeah. It's possible the last thing I saw her in was this, as I recall, really quite bad psychological thriller thing with James McAvoy. The it's like it was so forgettable that I actually can't recall the name of the film. This is what surprises me is that I know I like Rosario Dawson. So why can't I remember her from more things? I'm like I'm searching for the name of this film and I cannot find it. My head keeps saying Gattaca, but that that was Halle Berry, not Rosario Dawson. Gattaca? Yeah. Nah mate, that's Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. What am I thinking of then? You got me, mate. Well, this conversation's gone nowhere. I'm going to find this movie. <laughs> and I'm going to find the Halle Berry movie. That was Catwoman. No, no. Trance. Trance is the movie I'm thinking of. That's right. It was directed by Danny Boyle. And I was like, whoa, Danny Boyle made a stinker. <laughs> and Gothica is the movie I'm thinking of. You can see how I got that confused for Gattaca. Gothica was the one with the freaky backwards walking girl, wasn't it? Yes, yes. I reckon I watched that with the friend that I went and saw Zombieland Double Tap with. Yeah? Um, anyway, back to Double Tap. Okay, here's the thing I have about the, the production. Some of the production choices in this film don't lend themselves 
to being funny, I don't think. There's a couple of things. One is that I think it cuts too quickly after a line. And there, there are some good lines in this film. But you know how, uh, just as an example, in Arrested Development, some of the best moments are not the line itself. It's that couple of beats afterwards where, yep. for instance, Michael is just looking at someone like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in this film, and it's, it seemed to me like this happened a lot, there would be a line or something and it would just cut straight away with and just gave the film no time to just live in the moment. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. And then there's, there's a lot of close-ups in this movie. I didn't notice that. If you watch the movie again, which you won't. No. <laughs> there's a lot of scenes that play out largely in close-up. And cutting to a close-up can be funny, I think. But close-ups themselves are just kind of more inherently dramatic than they are funny. Yeah, that that's definitely true. And so there's a bunch of the time where just due to the, the choice of framing, I was like, this is less funny than it could be. Well, here's a question. From my memory, the first one was was very much a what I would call a, a horror comedy. I feel like this really forgot the horror elements. There were some action scenes, but apart from that, I feel like this was really, really just gunning for comedy, which I think is why I agree with you that when the comedy doesn't work or falls a bit flat, that really drags down the whole movie when, when in this film, really, that's all they're gunning for. Yeah, I do tend to agree that what I personally think the film really should be going for is just that real gleeful, over-the-top horror sort of stuff. I agree, yeah. And you're right, there's not that much of it. Mostly it's just zombies getting shot. Yes. Which is not funny. No, that's you think, you think of, you know, Evil Dead 2, where Ash gets the chainsaw arm, for example. They're like, that is so gleeful. That film is like, that's the Bible. Yes. When you're looking at, at horror comedies, to me, that's, that's where you go. <laughs> yeah. Even, even Mandy earlier last year, you think of the chainsaw fight where that guy is just pulling out that chainsaw that gets ever longer and longer. Like, it was majestic. Yeah. They're the kind of horror elements that I feel like this was missing. There were some action scenes, but it was no different to- what you'd see in, say, John Wick. The fact that they were zombies was kind of inconsequential, really, to the film, which to me, yeah, when the comedy falls flat, that's a real shame because that's really all this film had going for it. Now, the friend that I saw the film with raised a good point. Whatever happened to those ninja zombies? We get introduced to them at the beginning of the film, along with the Homer and the T-800, both of which we see again and play a part in the film. Now, I suppose they could explain it away by saying, well, they're ninja zombies. But why did you introduce them at the beginning of the film if they're just not going to be a part of the movie? Yeah, that's the kind of thing you're talking about that could have been a fun tag. You know, like after a punchline to something, then there's the tag about the ninja zombies. But it was missed. There was another kind of zombie that was meant. There were, there were three. There was the ninja, the homer, and there was one other. This was before they knew about the T-800s. Yes, right you are, the Hawking. The Hawking. We did see them come up again. Yes, one attacked um, Mark Zuckerberg on the top of the bus. Yes. And I, I, I appreciated that the movie had to stop for a few seconds to explain 
the Hawking reference. I was like, come on, movie. If people aren't getting that, then just leave them behind. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Pretend it's the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Save yourself. Other highlights included getting sprung at the traffic lights, air drumming late at night when I thought no one else would be around. <laughs> I was going pretty well, just quietly. I um I was once uh driving through McDonald's and I ordered Shock me. I ordered way too much as as I'm as I'm prone to do. So I had to wait in the fatty bin for my food. Uh, it was a hot <laughs> it was a hot summer's eve, so I had the window rolled down and I was rocking some cure. And as I'm sure you'll appreciate, when you're listening to the cure, you need to sing along, and you need to sing along in Robert Smith's voice. <laughs> um some teenage girls threw a milkshake at me and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's a whole other cure song. I've never been more embarrassed in my entire life. And to this day, I don't open my windows. I, I, I have the windows locked. My daughter is constantly asking if we can open the windows. I just don't let her because I'm I'm afraid of what might happen. You're afraid of alpha girls. <laughs> Was that was that at the the Macca's just up the road from my new place? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. it was. I, okay, this is good. I know exactly where you were parked. I yeah, can picture the whole thing. <laughs> Do you know what I think is um is maybe the problem? And and, and again, like I I know we've mostly been pretty negative on the film. Like I didn't have a bad time. But yeah, here's here's the thing that I think is my problem is that I don't like Ruben Fleischer films with the single exception. Of Zombieland. Have you seen uh, 2013's Gangster Squad? No. Don't. <laughs> Don't see it. Like, you look at the cast and you're like, this has to be good. Like, there's no way this film cannot be good. It is a stinker. And obviously, you know full well what I think of Venom. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I remember seeing the trailer for um, Zombieland 2 and when when what you're pimping is like from the director of Venom, like when that's what you're you're pulling from, yeah. But I suppose in fairness to the marketing team, Venom made an awful lot of money. So yes, that's true. Let, let's talk visuals. I don't like I said I don't have a great recollection of the first one, but I remember it it feeling a lot smaller in scale. It even though I don't think it was, it felt kind of like an indie movie now maybe that's just the genre because a lot of you know indie directors do go for horror comedy because they're they're cheap to produce you can get that kind of over-the-top schlock you know really effectively for quite cheap this felt a lot more cg to me and i don't think a lot of it landed yeah i think you're right i think the first film had a budget of 20 million so well that that is fairly fairly low yeah, like it's more money than I'll ever see, but yeah, yeah. it's not a massive budget. Um, and so, yeah, it made sense that they were giving an, at the time, unproven feature film director this this gig. Yeah. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a big film for the studio and then was a bit of a surprise hit, really. Because of the, the visual effects, it just feels less visceral because in the first one, due to budget constraints, they just would have had to do more for real. Yep. Let's talk the Bill Murray cameo. Did you stay for the mid-credits? Um, yeah, I did. I, I saw Bill Murray hitting zombies with a chair and yeah. 
uh, and and was entirely unenthused about yeah, it. Yeah, same. It didn't excite me at all. I, it, I, it takes a bit to make Bill Murray being meh, but it managed it. It it really did. And to me, that's the biggest crime of the film. You've you've got Bill Murray, guys. Like he's Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, it's like just just roll camera. It'll work. Yeah, yeah. Like just let him be Bill Murray or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently. <laughs> So, like you said, I feel like I do need to stress that I I had fun with my viewing. Like, sure, we've we've been kind of negative, but that's that's kind of what we're here. But to it's do. only because it's not very good. Well, that's the thing. I I really did have fun with this, mainly due to the cast. I think seeing this cast again, like I said, I think they all have great chemistry. They all bring a lot to the roles. Um, and I did like the additions we get. Like I said, I'm I'm in love with Zoe Dutch, so that helps. And I, I, I had fun. I don't regret seeing the movie. And I probably will watch it again, to be honest, because my wife will want to watch it at some point because she liked the first one. And I'll watch it with her. We'll have fun together. Sure, I might play on my phone while it's on, but I'm not going to say, nah, we're not watching it. <laughs> so, all in all, how are you scoring it? Uh, for, look, four out of ten. It's, it's, it's not an absolute shit show, but it's, it is mildly subpar. Yeah, look, predictably, I'm I'm always higher than you. I'm going a five. I think it's just bang on average. I had fun, but like I said, I think what it was really missing was the horror elements to really make this film feel a bit more fun because I do think a lot of the jokes fell flat and that's a bit of a crime in a comedy. Yeah, basically just go watch Zombieland. Yeah. Yep. I would agree with that. <laughs> All right, buddy. What are we getting to next week? Um, are we staying on the kind of horror thriller wagon next week? I believe we are. I'm, I, I certainly can't remember the name of the film. Really? <laughs> I got a trailer for it before Double Tap. Um, <laughs> it's been getting fairly rave reviews. I've seen quite a few because, of course, being in Australia, we're getting it two months later than everyone else. Um, I've seen it already pop up in quite a few people's best of the year list. We're talking about Ready or Not. That's the one. Yeah, which I'm very excited to see. It looks fun. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And it looks like it's going to hit what we were missing this week, which is a really good blend of both horror and comedy. Here's hoping. All righty. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething. And we'll catch you next week. Yeah, watch a movie. I want the Wimmy Wham Wham Wazzle. You'll get no wazzle.